Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That Episode. I'm Trev. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 27 of Grey's Anatomy, titled Losing My Religion, which aired on May 15th, 2006. I fucking love this episode so much. Right, because this, this is your fourth pick for your yes. top five, right? Okay. This is one of my picks. Uh, I... I love, obviously, it's so hard to talk about Grey's sometimes, because I think, like, what is my favorite era of Grey's? And I really think it might be these first five seasons. Oh my gosh. Which is so hard to say, because there's so many moments and so many characters I love in the later seasons. Yeah. But, like, it's moments like this episode and, like, all the other ones we've talked about so far that it's just like, wow, this is the this is what hooked me immediately. This definitely was the hook, but the line and sinker come after season five and before season 10. Quite honestly, seasons five through 10 have some of the best yeah. storylines and dramatic... Mo- oh my God. Like seasons one through five definitely do a good job of setting up the characters and making you care and making you want And more. still, there's a lot of growth there. There's a lot like, of growth in those. for sure. But like... Five through ten, I feel like it's all about expanding on one through five. At yeah, past, past season five, you already care. It's like you, you. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm in love. Like these are my family. At that it's point, like, it's like almost. It's like well over a hundred or two hundred episodes. Yeah, and you're just like I'm fully in it. These are my th- like this is me catching up on my family drama once a week, every week. Yeah, exactly. Like because it's like what is the yeah the two hundredth episode was well, in 2013 okay so like by yeah by the time season six is airing it's like you're well into this show 20 episode seasons like all this is the 27th episode of season two and this is the 36th episode overall overall which the is first insane. season is short the yeah it was only like nine episodes right right and i just yeah i really i really love this episode i really love this whole season Season two is great. So this episode was written by Shonda, but directed by Mark Tinker. And let's see, because he was also a director on Private Practice. But I want to know a little bit some of the other stuff that he's done. So he was a director for Magnum P.I., Chicago Fire. He does a lot of Chicago shows. Scandal. Yeah. He's done a lot um, of Grays. Grays. And NYPD Blue, uh, Brooklyn, a lot of cop shows and like legal dramas, medical dramas. Holy um, shit! He directed a lot of private practice. He's gone really far. So season two, he did two episodes of Grace, Bring the Pain and Losing My Religion. Season four, he did Peace of My Heart. Private practice, he did at least a few episodes in each season, one through six. So yeah, yeah. But um, oh my god, he directed the Heart in the Elevator episode. Oh my god, he's re- yeah, he's got okay. bangers. So he's a he's a heavy hitter as far as what he's done. So okay. yeah, and it's like I think the I love Denny so much. I think he's such a like fun character, and I think the dynamic, like the patient doctor dynamic, just kind of works for me almost every time. I think the only time it doesn't is Ava and Alex. Okay, I have this in my notes. Which surgeon, in your opinion, had the best, and by best I mean most dramatic or juiciest, patient relationship? I put Teddy and Henry, Izzy and Denny, and Alex and Ava slash Rebecca. You already know. You have to pick. You have to just pick. I think... I think, like, juiciest? I would say Izzy and Denny. Wow, that's crazy. Because I I think, like... I like she committed like not to say that Teddy like they didn't do it for insurance issues and shit like that like whatever in both of those storylines a crime is committed yes Teddy's is insurance fraud and Izzy's is stealing an organ stealing an organ and literally putting the lives of and careers the life of a patient at risk and the and the careers of reputation of of the hospital at risk I think it's way juicier and crazier no sorry I think it's crazier crazier. no Teddy's is crazier no way yeah it is you know why. 
because of the whole situation that happens with Christina is what makes it crazier. Okay? I don't think that's the crazier. Part- I think that's sadder. No, it's crazier because Christina has no idea that she's operating on Henry. She has no idea I think, who it is. I think Izzy and Denny is crazier just because there's so many people caught in the crossfire. Like, there's so much at stake and so much that could be fucked over but because of this action where it's like, okay, yeah, it's just, it's so small. It, like, Teddy is, that situation is so small compared to this where it's like five people could lose their careers the hospital could lose its uh certification as like a organ okay fine uh, but do you want to know something this is just me caring more about christina and teddy than i've ever <laughs> well, yeah. cared about izzy so i feel like of course i care so much it. more about christina and T- i'm saying like objective i oh. think izzy and denny is crazier but i think I-, I like teddy more than i like izzy and i'm sadder for teddy than i am izzy but I like Denny better than, um, what's his name? Henry. Henry. I connect to Denny more than I do Henry, although I Even love Henry. Henry is a great actor in other stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, he's like, gen- he's Scream. just like, well, he's, gen- oh my God. So shout out to Roman. Uh, Tony watched Scream 3 for the first time the other day. And what was his take? Loved it. Um, loved all of them so far. And then texted me and was like, is Scream 4 going to be bad? And I'm like, oh, baby. Scream 4 <laughs> is going to fucking rip. It's so good. I was like, they only get better. I'm like, Scream 3 is maybe the worst one, and it's still really good. Scream 3 is good. I Yeah, absolutely. But okay. th- this so isn't a Scream you- podcast okay. yet. All right, let's go back. Okay, so the way this uh, started without even a recap of the previous episode. It's like, crazy. They this were crazy back then. so so far into the deep end they they were crazy back then and yeah like no recaps at all neurosurgeons and cardiosurgeons i've been saying this but i keep repeating it because it's so true are the craziest like they are the wildest most dedicated most like overzealous like derek is performing an open brain surgery with his patient awake and conscious conscious on the table and giving him like action items move your fingers wiggle your I'm like, um, sir, he, his brain Which is, is... the craziest fucking part is that this is a real thing that people do. I know, but I'm just like, saying, you, like... It's you crazy. Don't, you don't get this kind of shit in general surgery. I'm sorry. Anyway, but cardio, it's like crazy because he's legit flatlining and she's like, no, just wait. Just hang on. No, don't call it. Wait. Just wait. Just wait. And everyone's panicking and they're all like, Erica, um, like, Erica, he's flatlining. Like, we need to do something. Hello? And she's like, no, 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 wait. She's like, how about you mind your fucking business? It's she's so, so pressed yeah it's also is. crazy we only see her in this scene in the whole episode i know right and and then we hear izzy at the end be like dr han did a gorgeous job but like yeah it's nothing but she's not in this episode like at all which is right. wild it's like save the man and then well wait on. she's not even in i don't think she works she doesn't work at seattle grace yet that's why she doesn't? No, because she gets she starts there after Burke leaves. Oh, right. Because she so takes she's, over as chief of cardio. Yeah, right. so she's, she's only doing the surgery because Burke got shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Right. That's, oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't even put two and two together. Well, duh, of course she doesn't, we don't see her anymore, but I'm just okay. used to her being there. Yeah, me too. Um. Okay, so... Then Richard starts lecturing them, and they're all like, I stole the all... I, I did the all that. It's like I, Dead Poet Society. Right. They're all like, I did it. No, I did it. No, I did it. And so it's just like the drama. And he's like, one of you has to confess, and if none of you confess, then you're not going to be operating. And like... He's right. Like, I, I like when Richard puts his foot down with all of them, but I also love that they stick together. Like, he's like, one of you stole an organ, and they still won't confess. <laughs> like, they're wild. They're, they're wild cra- These are bad. They are bad kids. To be, on- to be honest, this is one of the only times where when Alex I is agree right. with Alex. I agree. I literally said <laughs> in my notes, I was like, he spills. Like, he's right. He's like, at first I wrote, okay, Alex is the only ass who didn't try to protect his peers but then i was like but wait i actually agree with him because i would probably turn her stupid ass into like, like when it comes to being a doctor and like a like medicine and like the, the oath and everything like that he's the only one doing the right like who feels okay the right i wasn't way. even thinking about it from that perspective i'm like why should i lose out on surgeries because some dummy just yeah. pull this stupid shit like 
aside from the patient, I can't operate because one of my friends did something stupid. That's- and he wasn't, was he even like in the room? I don't even. I think wait. he knew about it, but he I think it was it, but mostly he, the others. Yeah. The others knew more. And like, I think, honestly, I agree with him. That's all I'm going to I say. agree with him. But I also do like that Christina defends Izzy and she's like, catches herself defending her and she's like, damn it. And then Izzy says, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's like in this weird, very sad episode, there's a lot of like very interesting, cute character moments between them. Yeah. I like, like it. Later on, and we'll get to it when they're like, doing the prom stuff and Christina's like they're Meredith and Christina are talking about like they're them as teenagers. It's like that's such a that's such throwaway stuff, but like I love seeing it. Yeah. And I also love the moment at the end where Karev lifts her up off the bed. Oh my I sobbed. I literally sent you pictures of me crying. You did. You really did. Um okay. I sent a picture to Tony of me crying and I was like I'm watching the episode for the podcast this week and they were like you're so embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, um, I'm right. I'm right. You're, please. You're definitely right. You're definitely right. Thank you. This is a doozy. Uh, okay. These girls are very sweet. These girls are very sweet. So Meredith and Christina are like forced to help. Well, Meredith and Christina and Georgia and Alex are all forced to help these two yeah. girls like p- plan a prom for Richard's niece who has cancer played by Tessa Thompson. Yeah. Which is wild. She's so young. Yeah. And then we get that moment where Christina and Meredith are talking about who they were during prom. And Meredith says that she had pink hair, which I would kill to see. <laughs> I literally have the note where I was like, I would, I need to see like punk Meredith as a teenager. Like it's giving Quinn Fabray in her evil season. Oh my god! But way hotter. Way hotter and w- and really dark and twisty. Quinn was yeah, like faking like gen- it. Like yeah, Meredith like- was like genuinely gonna like absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and then Christina is basically like, I hate teenage girls. She's just like, girl, come on, your internalized misogyny needs to go somewhere and die. But- Truly, she and she. But I do think the line, "I didn't even like teenage girls when I was one," is very funny. Yeah. And of course, it's, it's Christina like saying it. It's self-loathing. Yeah, at one hundred percent. So then Izzy goes to see Denny, and he's like talking about how he feels so much better, and he has warm hands, and blah blah blah. And it's like <laughs> the drama <laughs> of Denny being like, "I choose you." I, I, I. It's so classic, Shonda. Grace loves making characters say "choose" when they're in relationships. Also. It's just like they love the, it's my turn to talk now. I'm going to talk for three minutes straight. Yeah. I'm and having I, a really intense monologue and you just stand I'm, there and look at me. I love that he's like, it's my turn to talk. So this will stop me from raising, from getting angry. And I was like, you know what? Me too, bitch. That's exactly how I am. <laughs> I'm like, We're, we need to take turns so I don't get mad and raise my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I think it's very sweet. I like, I understand his reasoning for rushing into it. and But I also understand Izzy getting freaked out. The drama of Izzy walking out without saying a word. There's a lot of that in this episode of yeah. just people not, like, just staring at each other and not yeah. saying anything. Like There's Derek a lot of that with Chris- Derek and Meredith, Christina and Burke. Burke, yeah. Uh, oh, Karev and um, oh my God. Izzy. And then a little bit of George and George Callie. And Callie. But, but they, like, they talk. Yeah, they finally talk it out and Thank they make God. out. But, like, Okay. But I'm glad that it's a lot of that in this episode. And but it all yeah. kind of it all comes to a head at the end. They all kind of have their catharsis with their couple. Right. Their coupling, which is good. It's George... such it's a good way to end it as finale. Yeah. I think they tied it a little too tight on the end with the with all the bows cuz like technically everybody got closure. It's even sort of except Meredith. Except Meredith. I'd say. Yeah, except Meredith because she's like caught between two people, but and Alex, I would say, didn't get closure because him and Izzy still have, like, weird tension and he's, like, like all that. But I feel like his closure is that the man that Izzy loves instead of him has died. And so now he has to be her protector like he always is. Yeah. But I, I also, I don't know if I would necessarily, I would say it's not closure. It's more of, like, a chapter ending for all of these kind of relationships. That's true. Because it's, like, Callie and George still go through a lot. Like, this is a... It's a step up in their relationship where they're being really honest with each other, which I think is good. And I actually really like that scene. And then I think with Christina and Burke, that's a big moment for their relationship. It kind of sets the tone for the entire next season. I just and feel like, like where it's their all relationship... very final. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. But I think... I think with knowing that there's more after... I think if we were just watching it and not knowing when is season three coming, what's happening next, like, all that, I think that would feel really final and be like, oh, is this the end? Like, what is it? But I think the Meredith aspect of it makes it feel like, okay, there's definitely a lot more coming with this. Like, this isn't the end to any of it because it's like, we need to see what Meredith is doing and they're not just going to let all these characters kind of have a happy moment. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like what I'm trying to say, but I'm doing it poorly, is that it feels like we know there's an open-endedness to these storylines. Like, we know there's a continuation, but some of the ways that they were ended in this episode feel too perfect. Like, we see that Meredith... Well, no, we see that Christina is by Burke's side holding his hand, and we're like, okay, we know what's going to happen. She's in it for the long haul. Like, we know they're going to be together next season. And we know about George and Callie that, like, okay, well, George isn't going to bail, and Callie wanted to, but when he explained himself... She was, like, understanding of it. So we know what's happening with that. And then it's like, well, obviously, yeah, they, Kev still has feelings for Izzy. And there's, like, trying to... There's not obvious um, obstacles no, in the way. Yeah, yeah. there's no, like, real the only one who has except a, for Meredith. Yeah, she's the only one who has a clear obstacle with, like... Addison. Addison and, like having sex with Derek and being with Finn technically and like all this like there's a lot up in the air for her where everyone else it's very clear yes what's going on whether it's good or bad or we like whatever yeah okay, so, so I think I think that the- I think you're right yeah. I I know I understand where you're coming from yeah um, uh, and then back to the prom so George is taking notes which is like <laughs> Half cute, half annoying. I'm like, okay, you're being extra. You don't really need to take notes right now. He's like writing everything these girls say. I think it's down. funny <laughs> seeing him do that next to Alex, who looks like he want, he's getting waterboarded. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I like the yin and yang of this. Yeah. And then they call upon Bailey to be like, please save us. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. We don't talk. To, we don't speak teenage girl. So, ba- so, of course, Bailey comes in and rescues them. Um, and is like telling them exactly what they need to do, what color prom items to pick <laughs> out, what the theme should be. Did you go to prom? I did. How did you? Did you like it? Um. Yeah. I mean, I kind of just went to prevent myself from having FOMO in like ten to mm. twenty years. Um, That's fair. I, I ended up ha- wearing like a hand-me-down dress from when my aunt went. And oh, I, I think we might have talked about this in the Glee prom episode. Yeah, I think we might have. Yeah. And I I ended up going with my best friend of like 12 years. So that's very cute. Yeah. And you didn't go, right? You No, I didn't. I didn't go either year. Yeah. Yeah. I just like hung out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I remember I remember us having that conversation now. We we like a prom episode here. You know, that episode. (laughs) Uh, I wonder why it seems like there's tons of drama. I know every single prom episode that I've ever seen has hella drama. Rightfully so. I feel like that's kind of the whole point. Right. Um, okay, I so love then... when Bailey says, um, before we move on from that, when she's just like, pop. Yeah, I love yeah. when she does that. Yeah, it's, so, it's Bailey so talking funny. to these girls is so fucking funny. Yeah, it is. Like, Chandra Wilson has such good comedic timing. Yeah. I love it. I love watching her. This is such a Bailey scene. This is yeah. like a Bailey scene. I feel like this episode is really good at like, really getting to the core of the character's personalities. Like, ever, I feel like we get, like... Yeah. And I think that helps a lot with the interview scenes that Richard has. Mm-hmm. Where we see, like, the act, like, to their core what they're like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I... Even with the Bailey scene where it's like, oh, you watch this episode, you know exactly who she is. Same thing with, right. with Weber. Where it's like, yeah, he's a hard-ass, but he protects Christina still. Right. When she's, like, having her moment, and he's like, I'm not going to make you lose less of your humanity. And Mm -hmm. it's like, at the end of the day, even if he knows he needs to know who it is, he's still a good teacher and is trying to teach her a lesson. Exactly. So, after Bailey tells them exactly what to do for the prom, Callie and George bump into each other, and Callie's like, I need to talk to you. And she's, like, pissed off because he didn't call her back after she said that she loved him. Yeah. And it's just like, George is always a chicken and he always will be a chicken until finally he gets the words to explain himself. So he just stands there looking like a dummy. 
And but he does say when he's like, a lot came up and he can't tell her about it. He uh-huh. does say that. And I think... But she takes it as, again, like, you're withholding from me. Like, yeah, which, like, he is technically, but I think he's doing it to protect her. Because, uh-huh. like, if she if he tells her, oh, we... like this implicated. is what Exactly. Which is not something... Which is, like, a classic miscommunication. Like, every TV show... Every procedural has had something like this. Yeah. Where it's, like, it Grace makes... has had it more than once. A dozen times. And, like, SVU has had it crossing jordan like any sort of medical or crime procedural but it's like you can't implicate her because that's only going to harm her and like hurt everybody else so i it's like it's a it's just infuriating because the viewer you're like just tell her but i know you can't but like you should ah but callie looks hot oh Oh my god God. (laughs) she looks hot you're crazy callie's this is worst hair season for callie i think she looks so good i hate the hair i i like it 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 looks like a wig that somebody wore to 50 halloween parties and then put oh my god i think she looks so buy a brush or a comb run it through with some detangler no the bangs are off the fringe is ugly it's just not good i think she looks so hot you are very wrong no, it's like a hot punk no. girl hair. Oh, I hate it. Ugh. I love it. It's, I love it. No. Oh my god, you're crazy. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then Meredith bumps into Finn, which I literally forgot his name. And oh, I was like, wait, is this the vet? love Finn. I do like him too. He's like the good He's a good boy. Boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. He's a good boy. He is. Yeah. Also, you know who plays him? No, who? Uh, fucking, I think his name is Chris O'Donnell, who he plays He looks very Rob. familiar. He plays Robin in the George Clooney Batman movies, like the when they have the nipples on the suits. Uh-huh. But I swear he's been in something else, like another comedy movie. Oh, I'm sure. He's been in, he was in NCIS for a long time. He was in Batman. Uh, I'm looking at his filmography now. The Bachelor. No, Fried I'll, Green Tomatoes. Let me tell you what I know him from. Please. It's man, it's none of these. Hawaii Five O. No, it's. I feel like it was a movie, but now I'm not so sure. Okay, whatever. I know him He's mostly. Familiar. I know him mostly from the Batman and Robin movie, and NCIS. Yeah. But I had the oh my like him in Batman and Robin when they have the nipple bat suits. Huge sexual awakening for me. 1997. Yeah, I remember seeing it as, like, when I grew up, obviously, and was, like, watching it as, like, a young kid. I was like, wait, 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 wait. What is happening here? Why do they, why are they, why is George Clooney and this man so hot? Um, anyway. Okay, yeah, so Meredith bumps into Finn, and he's like, I have to tell you something um like so sad. your dog is sick and the cancer spread to his brain and it's really not her dog it's Derek's dog who she became attached to and they both kind of fell in love with together yeah um so then it cuts to Addison and Derek and she's like how is Preston doing and Derek is like being very one wordy and like annoying yeah just like this whole episode he's kind of annoying yeah he's like until being the very end moody. Well, even at the end, I'm just like, why would you say Meredith as if she can turn and go home with you when your wife is going to obviously go home with you? Like, he has no business trying to make her wait for oh, him. Oh, I, I mean before, I mean when they fight. I like him in that scene because I'm like, finally you two are fucking at least doing something. Yeah. You're finally fighting at least a little bit. Derek is a terrible communicator. Yeah, and paired with Meredith, who's also a terrible communicator. It's I think like, Meredith is better than Derek. She's always the person who oh, I agree. their conversations. Yeah, I agree, too. I absolutely agree she's better, but, like, they're both bad. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, they're, like she's definitely more open, but mm-hmm. he's just shuts down so right. much harder. Yeah, I agree. Um... Okay, so then Derek asks if Addison wants to go to the prom with him. and It's so cute. It's cute. And then Burke is just, like, obsessed with his hand. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Christina's, like, watching him. And the song that they play while she's watching him actually felt so perfect for the vibe. I don't even know what song that was, but I was just is like... It, I'm looking now. I don't know. When I was listening to the song and, like, watching her, I was like, okay, this, the energy of the song is perfect for this moment. Yeah, it's also just, like, 
speaking of bad communication, <laughs> go talk to him. Right? And like, like come on. <laughs> I feel you're like you're not like there's no reason not to. She, I think she's scared. And I think yeah. we realize that when she talks to Richard in a little bit later scene. Um I think she's when she asks how do you keep your edge, I think she realizes that she cares about Burke so much that it's affecting yeah. her in a way that she doesn't want it to because she's she realizes that like she would give up anything for him or like do anything for him. I feel like the ramifications of this storyline are so well written too. Like from beginning to end, the whole thing with like her having to help him and yeah. him having to have the surgery and it really affecting his ego. And then he wins the Harper Avery, but then Christina gets no credit and nobody. And then I also think it's just, ugh. I 100% agree with you. And I think Burke and how their relationship and how much she has to give up and everything like that. And like that fear of giving up parts of herself for a partner reverberates into her relationship with Owen because then she is so protective of herself. So pro- exactly and protective of what she who she is and what she wants and everything like She's that. She's like that, I'm like, not giving anything up. Yeah, I'm she not won't having compromise. a kid. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Which is good. She should like that's how she yeah. should be. Yeah. But I think it's like it would it I think if Christina hadn't been with Burke, her relationship with Owen would be vastly different. Yeah, for sure. I think she sees how she could lose herself with Burke and she refuses to let that happen again. Yeah. I think you're right. Um okay, so yeah, Christina's just staring and then she basically gets questioned by Richard like almost immediately after. And that's why I say like I feel like she's talking about really how her relationship and love for Burke is what she's really talking about that in that scene yeah. where she asks Richard, "How do you keep your edge?" because she's scared of like how much she cares about him. And I think the fact that she cares about Burke so much bleeds into how much she cares about all the other interns. Yeah. Which is why she's protecting Izzy so much. Yeah. And I think that also plays a huge factor into it where she's just like, I wish I could, I want to tell you, I just can't like, and she like Sandra O is giving the performance of a fucking lifetime in this scene. Yep. Yep. It's so excellent. Right. And like Alex's scene, he went with a sports metaphor, and like which I'm been... always a sucker for. Mm-hmm. I'm always a sucker for a sports metaphor, and I'm glad, especially because we see Alex kind of snap earlier, even though he was right. Where he's yeah. like, "Why am I protecting you?" It's nice to see him also be like, "I'm pissed off, but I'm doing. I'm still gonna protect my team." He's such a Sagittarius. Yeah, absolutely. Even even if he's mad at himself for doing something, he still knows it's right. Technically, right. like quote unquote. So I, I like the scene with Alex, and I feel like it gives us a little bit more of him being, like, not a complete dickhead. I'm like, Agreed. okay, you do care about these people, even if you put on this facade that you're, like, a bitch. I agree. And then we get Izzy's questioning scene with Richard, and she's talking about her model days and the fact that Denny doesn't make her feel like just some dumb blonde with big yeah. boobs. And, like, he knows her really well, and she's like... If I did cut the Elvad wire, I'm not guilty. And yeah. It's like, okay, girl. And that, like... Yeah. And then Richard and George's scene. And <laughs> George is just... Have you noticed that they're all just saying complete and utter nonsense? Nonsense. They're this is like every interrogation scene's like... What's it called? <laughs> in like Oceans, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like in Oceans 11 when they're all getting interrogated and everything like that. And they're just like getting slammed around or whatever. And it's like... Oh, I just, I love shit like this. But yeah, they're all just speaking nonsense to fill time. They're literally just talking nonsense to annoy him into dismissing them. Except Meredith. Except Meredith. Meredith really went there. Meredith goes for the jugular. But you know what? She's talking about Derek in this scene. Yes. Oh my God. It's again, it's all the, like everything that they're talking about in these scenes is all relating back to their interpersonal stuff that it's not related to technically. Where it's like... George is obviously talking about Callie and all of, and like this sh- bullshit with that. Christine is obviously talking about Burke and the team. Alex is obviously very specifically talking about the team. Izzy's talking about the team in a, in a way where they like, they treat her as a person now, but also mostly about Denny. And then Meredith is talking about Derek and relating it through Richard and just fucking bulldozing that man. 
She's like, you stayed with your wife because it was the right thing to do. And safe. Yeah. And when she when she says and at the after her whole speech, and then she goes right and she just stares at him and he doesn't yeah. say anything and he looks away. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It that fucking scene is really good. It's so good. She's so I love when she snaps at him. Me too. Okay, and then Meredith goes to find Derek and is like, Finn basically said that Doc has cancer. We have to put him down. And like, what do you think we should do? And he's like, okay, well, good for Finn. And she's like, he's like, I think we should. He is. He's being so fucking. Okay, can I tell you one thing? Yeah, of course. He's being very uncaring. But it's there's a reason why, but it's still annoying. She's talking about this whole thing. This dog is a is a metaphor for their relationship because she's like. Absolutely. Because she's like, I want to save, like, what if we can save him? Like, what if he gets better? And he's like, no, there's just no way that can happen. Like, that's it. I give up. And, and then when they finally go to, like, put the dog down, Finn's like, she's like, so what do we do with the body? And Finn's like, oh, we have a way that we can just dispose of it. And Derek's like, great, thank you. And he's just, like, ready to be done with it. And so she's like, no, it. we can't just throw him away like garbage. And that's when Derek realizes, like, oh, shit, like, she really cares a lot still, and she hasn't yeah. moved on. And I think he realized why she was getting so upset, because really the dog wasn't just, like, a storyline metaphor for their relationship, but it I was think what Meredith was and Derek... It was keeping them together. I feel like Meredith and Derek both also saw that dog, and in that moment realized that it represented more than just the dog. It was their relationship and, in a And even beyond just, like, the metaphor and representing it, it's like it's, like... Other than work, it's their only reason to speak to each other. Right. So it's the only thing keeping them truly, like, connected in each other's lives other than work. That scene was so sad when they were holding oh, him. Oh, it, I li- cried. That's when I cried. That's I cried, the, sh- I cried that's too. That's when I sent you the photo of me crying. I cried too. I was just staring Char- at Sydney the whole time. Charlie was like, Charlie was like watching me. And I was like, oh, no, Sydney no. was eating. And I just kept looking over to her and like cry- and crying my eyes out. And it was, it's so, it was so hard to watch. So fucking sad. Oh my God. And it's, and fucking Meredith is crying. I'm crying. I'm Doc crying. is crying. The dogs are scared. Oh. Okay. It was, it's fucked up. It's a it's sad, it's up. a hard scene. The last like half hour of this episode, I was just crying. This scene is intense. This scene especially is very intense, but it immediately just cuts to like, is he going to talk to, <laughs> is he going to talk to Denny? And Bailey's like, you can't be in here because you're not his doctor and visiting hours are over. And then <laughs> Izzy's like, and then Izzy's like, don't worry, Denny, like I'll marry you. And then Denny's like, well, it's a good thing because I tricked her into marrying him, m- marrying me. And, She's, and he's like, I'm pretty smart, huh? And Bailey just doesn't even say anything or react in any way. She just looks at him. Ugh. <laughs> uh, she's so over it. She is. She's always over it. She's in a constant state of over it. I mean, she has good reason. For sure. They're always fucking around. <laughs> um. So Christina goes to talk to Burke, and she's like, we're throwing a prom. And then George, he, he's like, George already told me. <laughs> he's so mad. He is mad. I mean... I think Honestly, he's right. Yeah, he's right. Because she's being really avoidant and annoying. Like, he, this is what another... Especially when he's, like, obviously so stressed out. Just had major surgery. Open, like, awake surgery. Like, he's going through a lot. And then his partner is avoiding him. Well, at the same time, he knows that's how Christina is, too. Because he's like, look, I know that you're who you are. And I have to take care of myself. And I can't expect you to take care of me. Like, if you can't be with me through this, I totally get it. And just, like, do your own thing. And she's like, are you going to tell Derek the truth? And he's like, not yet. So then we cut back to Finn. Well, Addison is still there, but then she gets a page and, like, has to leave. So then it's just the three of them and the dog. Yeah, and it's just, like, so heartbreaking. And Derek is like, let's bury him near the trailer at that part where you can see the water. water. Oh my god. And then, It's so sad. It's really, it's really heartbreaking. Sad. This is a really tough scene. And then Meredith is like, okay, I've gotta go and like grabs her coat and like almost is about to run out. And then Finn's yeah. like, I'm sorry for your loss. And then Meredith's like, Well, it's actually Derek's dog. And then Derek is like, Meredith, he was a good dog. 
Meaning like our oh. relationship yeah. was good, even though it's over now. And she's like, yeah. And then she leaves. And then it cuts to the prom scene, which everyone looks really good. Everyone looks really good. <laughs> Except for Callie's hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I literally wrote, live. I literally wrote, Callie's dress is gorgeous, but the hair is. I love it. I think Ugh. Meredith looks so fucking pretty in this in this prom dress. The moment that they both see her and like the drama, it's like Cinderella story moment. It is. It's exactly like that. And also, it's like, baby, just have both of them. Oh my god! Just have both of them. And then Derek feels like he's not allowed <laughs> to look at her, and he's not allowed to like want her, so he tries to look away. But I wonder also- if there's any fan fiction for Finn and Derek. Oh my god! Wait, let's look that up. You look that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. I feel no, like... No, keep going. I'll, okay. I'll figure this out. Okay. Oh, <laughs> there it is. is. Two? Only two? One is G-rated, one is explicit. That's more than enough. Slay. I love this. George needs to... Yeah, George. He just needs to tell the truth, and he realizes he... that. And he's finally... Yeah. He's like, okay, I can't hide it anymore. No, I'm not gonna say that i love you back i just need time to process my own feelings and get there in my own time which like he's right he's about right. that but also he's not right for forcing callie to like stay there and talk to him right like she can be upset in this moment she wanted to hear that you loved her back and she can yeah. be upset about the fact that, that didn't happen they're while both also, right yeah while also forgiving you or like understanding you yeah, um, and I, I'm glad that he does say it. Like, I think Callie does have... Because it's upsetting. When you say something meaningful and that you meet, like, really in your heart mean, and someone doesn't reciprocate, that's a shitty fucking feeling. Uh, but I'd there. rather not hear it than someone say it to me just to say it to me. Yeah. So I think they're both right. He should have said it. Both situations fuck at, like... Yeah, there's awful regardless. But I'm glad that he, like, realized he had to be... To at least say to her, like, I just don't, like... I'm getting there, but, like, I'm not yeah. there yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. But I'm glad that they, like, they do communicate to each other. Yeah. So, Meredith and Derek keep staring at each other. Like, <sighs> it, it's all just so much. It's all just so it's much. so much. Like, Meredith and Finn are dancing. Derek's dancing with Addison. And they're, like, hugging. And then they look at each other from over their partner's shoulders. And Ugh. then Derek immediately senses that Meredith is about to make a run for it. <laughs> and he's right. So, like, he follows her. And she's just like, leave me the hell alone. Like, can you just fucking leave me alone? And he's like, no. Because, like... <laughs> He definitely still wants her and still loves her and is still attracted to her. And oh his my God. eyes are so sad puppy in this scene. When he says, when she's like, stop looking at me. Cause all like, she's going on and on about that. Yeah. And he, and when he's like, do you think I want to be looking at you when I'm with my wife? Oh my he's God. He's mad. My, my, I literally wrote fuck off to hell because, yeah. <laughs> oh. because oh. he has no right to talk no to her right. that way. Like, and I'm so glad that she was like, you called me a whore. Like she was yeah. mad. This episode, Meredith is like mad. Yeah. She's mad at everybody. And she has every right to be. And I'm glad that she's actually like confronting she's these like, people. She's like, I'm done with you fucking with me right now. Yeah. It's not benefiting her. So why is she going to keep letting it happen? Right. And honestly, at this point, I'm like, how the hell is this episode almost over? It's, I, I feel like we've said this about multiple of the episodes, but this one really felt like it was Zooms 15 minutes by. long. Yeah, and, it's so much. I think it's because it's like, it's a lot of just dialogue and character. So it it feels like it just flies by. Meredith is so dreamy in this scene and the underwear her down eyes, her legs. Her glassy eyes too in this scene. This this sex scene was steamy. Horny. I literally have a note that says horny, horny, hot, hot, hot. This is like one of the most intense and steamy electrified sex scenes yeah. on the show. I feel like they showed so a lot. Fucking, the, so fucking hot. When he pulls down her underwear is the part where I was like, holy shit. Like this is. This was on prime time. I was like, this is getting to be almost too much. Sexy. For this. Yeah. I was like, this is getting to be too, almost too much for this time slot. But. Ugh. So hot. The They're so hot so together. The show is so good. Ugh. Okay. Now let me ask you this. Yes. When he's like, Meredith, what does this mean? What does this mean? Now, why do cheaters always ask this after <laughs> they fuck? Because after they have they they're fuck. guilty. Because the way Bet and Tina have a scene that's exactly like this. I knew it. 
let me finish. No, you're allowed to finish, please. Let me say this. Okay. As soon as he said those words, what does this mean? I literally had a flashback to this. Who said it? Bet or Tina? Bet says it to Tina, but it's because Tina initiates. So Tina comes over to her house. Bet is in a relationship with Jody and is like cooking dinner for her daughter. And then Tina's like, Bet, I know that you don't want to hurt Jody. And Bet's like, no, I really don't. And then she's like, turn around. And then Tina rushes up to her and kisses her. And they like move into the bedroom. And then all of a sudden, Tina's like laying on top of her. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Bet is laying on top of her. And then Tina grabs her arms and Bet's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? But Tina like shuts her up and they just keep kissing. Obviously, they have sex. But it's like, why do cheaters always ask this? after they need because they want to be absolved of what they just did it's fucked it's really it's fucked. fucked it's really fucked all right callie is like no ju- callie walks in on them she is a fucking <laughs> ride or die she's like no judgment and then she looks at derek and is like a little judgment, judgment. a little yeah, judgment yeah she's like <laughs> she's like i know what you did yeah so she ties meredith's dress and she's like okay well it's over now uh, so i'm not gonna be able to convince you idiots not to do it i might as well just help you not look she's like you so stopped. good to meredith always oh, i love callie she's too she's the best character on this she show really is and like her tying the dress and then eventually when they find meredith's panties and she takes and she claims them and she's like sorry it was mine <laughs> oh my god she's so she's so good that. and she just like protects meredith even before they're friends like that and it just yeah. makes me really happy yeah um okay denny flatlines like we oh. cut from that amazing sex scene really to denny dying to denny literally dying and izzy is like so excited she's like in her prom dress and then derek's like she looks okay. very pretty yeah she looks pretty um and then bailey oh. meets up with richard and richard's like this hospital is my everything like this is my ride or die. Like, I yeah. would not be where I am without this hospital. I was standing right here when I knew I was going to become chief. Like, and then Bailey's like, Denny just died. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Yeah. I'm sorry, I burped. It's fine. I actually thought you were about to cry, so. <laughs> <laughs> not that. Not yet. Don't worry. I, poor Weber. <laughs> to me, this scene felt a little out of place, like, it. I don't know why he's feeling this way exactly. Like, why is he bringing this all up without tying it back to anything else? Like, if he maybe would've... it's. I think my theory. It might have to do with what Meredith says about like the safety and like just the affair and everything like that. That's the only thing that would make sense. Or it could be with the threat of the hospital getting almost closed down because of what they did that's what yeah I the hospital taking some sort of hit that would make sense too which is like a totally fair thing for him to be stressed about and obviously reflecting on his career at this hospital if it's all coming down under his watch so i think that makes sense but it, it does feel a little bit out of place especially given like everything else going on in this episode right also so weird we don't see uh adele in this episode well i think it's to make meredith's point Hit even a little harder. harder yeah yeah that's true okay so then after the scene with uh richard and bailey where she tells him that denny just died callie and everyone else run to find izzy and to see denny and like see what's going on oh. and the nurse is like she's inside um she's inside the room she's laying with him and then Izzy starts talking about how she thinks it might have been a stroke and that the surgery went well, but she has no idea, like, about the blood clot situation and that Denny was all by himself, all because Izzy changed her dress three times, so she starts blaming herself. And then everyone's trying to convince her, like, okay, we have to, like, let go now. We have to go now. And she's like, no, like, just fuck off. I'm staying here. And Alex is the only one who's able to like convince her. And really he doesn't even convince her. He just lifts her up and pulls her away. And just holds her. Yeah. It's so sad. It's really sad. But again, it's just like, it's sweet still in the same breath, but it's just fucking so sad. Like the shot of her with her head on his shoulder and he's dead. Yeah. And his lips look really burned into my brain. Ugh. I think the last time you and I watched this episode together is when we played that drinking game. Yeah, and we like we're sobbing and yeah. t- trashed. 
Oh my god! So much fun. Think? Yeah, so we were much like fun. we were we were in our early twenties. <laughs> we were being Meredith and Christina that year. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Poor Izzy. I feel Fuck really this show, bad. But for... I love them all so much in this moment. Like, yeah. Forever. This is a moment where I'm like, they're a family. They're bonded for life. Right. Like this is, you need this. So in season 12, when they're all scattered and fucked up and Alex is defending Meredith for something or whatever, it all makes sense. Like you need a moment like this where it's just like, they're trauma bonded. Right. And then we have a shot of Christina and goes up to Burke and like checks on him and she just needs to realize that she's too good for him, which it obviously happens which a little bit true. later, but yeah. she hasn't realized it yet. And no, then, first she has to lose her eyebrows. Yeah, first she loses her eyebrows. Um, and then Derek sees Addison and Finn, and they're like standing next to each other talking, which I found weird. But now that would be a hot couple, and th- they would be cute together. They, yeah. I can't even lie, they would be cute together. Richard is like, Derek, have you seen the interns? And Derek is about to say no, but he looks so flustered because he's like, I'm looking for Meredith and Izzy specifically. Well, he just fucking pumped a load in Meredith. Right. No condom. I'm assuming. Where, like... Well, we didn't witness it. Maybe Meredith is on birth control. She'd be kind of She'd be stupid not to. Okay. I mean, especially... Well, no judgment to anybody out here. No judgment, but, like, she's doing things. Yeah. Okay. Um... Addison is basically like, well, I guess that's it. And then Izzy's like, I cut the all bad wire and I quit. Oh. And then and- Bailey, Bailey's line where she just goes, Izzy, after ba- uh, she says she quits. It's yeah. so sad. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking. And then Finn's like, come on, Meredith, I'll drive you home. But Meredith is like, I, and then Derek is like, Meredith. And then Finn's like, Meredith. And she's just like. Uh, staring uh, at the two of them uh, uh, and that and that's it just that's like the end that. of season that's two the end of season two like, it's so crazy this episode flew by and had no right to be that drama it's packed. so fast it's such a fast-paced finale too yeah because i feel like again like we talked about with the cliffhanger conversation a couple weeks ago or last week whenever it was it's just like there's not any cliffhanger here other than meredith kind of maybe like just her relationship stuff Right. Everything else is kind of really ambiguous, which is so weird for a finale, especially a Grey's finale, which is like notorious now at this point. Even if it's not an insane, like shooting or plane crash, it's like something big character-wise. And like right. Meredith, that Meredith stuff is big, but it's everything else is really small and compare. Like it's weird. It's a weird finale with it's how fast really it is. It's a really weird finale. I mean, it's a great one, and a lot of oh, stuff yeah. happens, but it's just like, how could that be it? Like. It feels like there should be more. And yeah, I mean, also clean. fucking chasing cars plays. Yep. During the, like, Denny's, Izzy mourning his death and This is Alex the first episode up. where that played before it yeah. became the Grey's song. Song. This and it's like, it feels crazy that, like, it happens here. Right. And I, yeah, I love this episode. I love it so much. I love the Grey's finales. This is such a different finale for them, too. Obviously, like, season one is a weird finale, too, because it's just, like, that's a cliffhanger because it's, doesn't Addison show up then? Yes. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird. I like the, I like the couple, I like when they're not big catastrophe finales, kind of. Right. But yeah, I, I, this is always one of my favorite episodes. This is an, even just, like, in, not even just in the first couple seasons, just in general. It's so iconic, Grey's. Like, this is kind of one of the episodes that people think about. When yes. they think about Grey's, it's I feel like Denny dying is yes. a huge thing. It's like people who don't watch the show know of this, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, this is a cultural osmosis moment. Yeah. Where people and are I just, just like, oh, yeah, that scene or like that episode. Yeah. And I think a lot of people conflate it with like the episode before this because it is like so seamless how they connect to each other. Right. Because there's, is there an. There's not a voiceover in this episode. Nope. It literally opens up on Derek. Yeah. On Preston. There's no voice. Which is also crazy to think about because again, the voiceover is so. Prominent in every other episode. Every episode. So it's we. It's like weird when there isn't one. But I yeah, I, I really love this. It was a good one episode. for sure. I can't believe we're wrapping up with Grays. Like For now. For now, right. There's so one, much we're pro- more. <laughs> we're wrapping up with our first Grays season. It's crazy. It's so like, exciting. I just like, it's been really fun revisiting it 
I agree. And, and t- like taking my time with the episodes. It's been really, really fun to watch. Yeah, and it's been fun to like highlight specific like, things. Yes, because you know what? I love and I hate at the same time. There's so much in Grey's that sometimes when you talk about it, you lose things. Exactly. But I feel like with us taking such a focused look at it, we're able to talk about stuff that we wouldn't normally be able to talk. Like if we would have done every if every season. Yeah. Like, we would lose the moments where it's Christina like glancing over. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, I think we would lose a lot of subtlety if it was like just a a larger rewatch situation, but it's it's nice to yeah, take these specific moments in these episodes. But I mean, yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, and like it I'm really glad I like it's been fun getting texts of from people being like, "Oh my god, I've been watching Grey's or like because of the podcast I started watching Grey's or any of that stuff. It's it's yes. like it's exciting. It's cool. I'm like I just want more people to talk about the shows that we love with. I know. I love it. I don't get sick of it. And no, I, I ever. wish more I'm... people would reach out and tell us Yeah, I just it. it's always a good time when I get a text from someone and they're like, "Oh my god, this episode of Grey's." Not even one that we're talking about really. Yeah. Cause... It could just be about Grey's and I'm like, "I'm down to talk." Or even when we were doing Glee, it was nice to be like people tagging us in memes or sending me memes and I would send them to you and vice yes. versa. It's just it's really fun this kind it. of like the this situation. Agreed, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was um, season two, episode 27 of Grace. Um, all of our socials are linked in the description of the pod. We'll be back next week with another episode, and that'll oh, be yeah. one of our last episodes of Grace, or That's actually our last episode, I think, right? I think so, yeah. And then we'll be moving Crazy. on to a new show. So I think we have an idea of what show we're going to do next. I think so too. But I, we we're not going like to tell hear, you. Yeah. And we would still <laughs> like to kind of hear what people think as yeah. far as guesses. Or if people have like suggestions. strong suggestions. Because yeah. we might consider switching it from what we think it might be. If yeah. a lot of people are like, no, you need to do this show next. So, But I do think that knowing the people who follow us on Instagram and everything like that and engage with us and also just all of our friends who listen to the podcast. Yeah. I think the one that we have in mind is going to be a good one. Is a banger. It's like, yeah. it's, it's kind of like, a, it's a huge banger. Yeah. And I keep <laughs> saying this, but I feel like this might be the time that I actually do like a full. No, I was literally start <laughs> going to start one. Like I was talking, I was talking about it with a coworker the other day. Cause uh, he's watching it for the first time with his partner. Uh huh. And I was like, we were just like shooting the shit about stuff. And I was like, oh, wait until you get to this. And I was like, fuck, I haven't watched that in a couple years. I, sh- I need to I need to do a, re- a proper revisit because it's been a while since I've done like a full rewatch. Okay, let us know what you think show <laughs> we should watch. But I think we already know. And yeah. thank you for listening. Thank you so much. We love Bye-bye. you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. He's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.